Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 434. I'm your host, Zach Ryan, and joining me today is Per Schneider. What's up, Zach Ryan? Miranda Sanchez. Hello. And Casey DeFritis. Hey, guys. Guys, welcome back. Thank you. It's been for a while since we've all been in the hot seat. Took a week off last week for Turkey Day. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Had a nice little break. Yeah. Um, and we failed to talk about a couple of pretty big Nintendo stories yeah. last week. <laughs> had a couple of you guys out there were pretty upset with us about that. Uh, I talked we're gonna, about it. But I know. We're going to rectify the situation. I felt like it was important to talk about The Legend of Zelda. And you know what? We did a damn fine episode, and I it don't was, feel bad about it. So. I, yeah. I think it's really, you did an awesome job. Thank you very I much. I really enjoyed that. Episode. We're going to get back on the old uh, Nintendo train and do a traditional episode today. Got a lot of news, got a lot of good stuff to talk about, maybe some older stuff, but I did want to start with uh, some bad news first. Guys, oh, no. <laughs> Smash leaked. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's yep. out there. Uh, <laughs> So let's go over the pertinence. Um, I guess it's good news for people who don't want to pay for games. It's good news if you're a bad person. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll be punished for it if you get it, yeah. apparently, right? So uh, we, we first heard about this on uh, November 26th. Uh, supposedly, this leak originated from a retail copy out of Mexico. And uh, just in case you're thinking about doing a, a bad pirate job, uh, this will brick your Switch if you're using it. Um, <laughs> most people that are, are playing this game have reported that their Switches are getting bricked for playing a pirated copy. Nintendo is tracking 
taking you down and systematically taking you out. Um, You'll also get banned for life. That's true. Yeah. Nintendo so online network. Nintendo definitely brought out the ban hammer on YouTubers that are playing this game. Uh, there's been a couple of prominent uh, uh, YouTube channels, uh, Let's Players, and then also a couple of. Um, YouTube music channels. And it's not even mm -hmm. just taking folks that are posting down, yeah. the entire council. Yeah, mm -hmm. folks that are posting uh, the soundtrack for Smash, which obviously is a big deal this time around. You know, yeah. we we're talking about thousands of songs, originals and uh, old school stuff. Um, yeah, they one channel got hit with 21 different copyright strikes. And I guess yeah. on YouTube, after you get three strikes, your whole channel gets that's correct. Yeah, that's anyway. yeah. unless you can dispute them. Yeah, yes. and these no people, it's kind of hard to dispute. Yeah, I yeah. Well, if you have the music, you likely have the game. And That's if you right. have the game, then you didn't buy it. Yeah. Some, some of these people were saying that they had the copies with Nintendo's blessing and were saying that they were pro Smash players and saying that they were Nintendo ambassadors and that's why they had the game and why they were allowed to post things early. Mm. Uh -huh. Which, uh, okay. nah. I'm just going to, a big nod to that. Yeah. No. <laughs> just going to chuckle at that and be like, can happen though, right? Obviously, Nintendo sends out games early, yes, but they do. Uh, yeah, for those people, they, they would have the blessing. If they had the real blessing, then they, they wouldn't have been taken down. They yeah. would be whitelisted. Yeah. And, you know, there we are processes for this. Mm -hmm. just, I just was imagining Shigeru Miyamoto coming down from on high and giving you the Nintendo blessing. Uh, <laughs> it, I, would, I would like to point out that this still is the most pre ordered Smash game of all time. So obviously, Nintendo's not hurting uh, in Smash sales. Yep. But honestly, like you can't wait a week. Like, what's the deal? Like, it it kind of bummed me I out. Mean, someone someone spent seven hundred bucks to play Mario Party a little. That's bit true. Early. No, he found that copy at an airport. Uh -huh. um, what? Yeah, that you was a story from a few that? months ago that somebody found an airport in copy a hole for a few months. Yeah. And I don't know anything. Someone basically <laughs> someone found a copy of Mario Super Mario Party for the Switch on the ground outside of an airport and then sold it on eBay for seven hundred dollars about five days before it came out officially. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yep. that's old news. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Catching it, me up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks for thanks for being on the show. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation. I, I, you know, I don't condone pirating of any sort of game, and I think that one this this prolific and this big that's been worked on for so long by such a huge team, it's a it's a real bummer to see this kind of stuff happen. So I support Nintendo in uh, bringing out that ban hammer. Um, can't wait to get our hands on our advanced copies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, hopefully we don't get banned. That's that's oh. right. Playing yeah. it. Moving on, Guacamelee 2 gets a release date. Yeah. Uh, that is coming out on Nintendo Switch December 10th, which is great. Uh, perfect companion to the original Guacamelee, which came out earlier this year. Uh, we gave Guacamelee 2 uh, a 9.3, which on our scale means amazing. Uh, I've specifically been waiting for the Switch version of this game to come out. I got to preview it at, uh, maybe that was E3 earlier this year, and it is fun as hell, so I'm very looking forward to this. You guys play the original Guacamelee? Yes. yes. Have you played Guacamelee 2? adored I it. Not yet. I was okay. waiting for this release. So I played yeah. just a little bit on PS4. And they mm -hmm. got really impatient because I wanted to move somewhere. And yeah. I was like, well, let's wait for the Switch. <laughs> Have I got a deal for you? Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely worth owning. It's, you know, we use the term Metroidvania. Everybody here. take a drink. Once in a while, look, yeah. look. Uh, but this truly is one where you actually you unlock new powers to open new areas it, and it's do funny. cool things. It's funny because I think we talk, obviously, we talk about the Metroidvania genre a lot on this show, you know, Paris, right? We we have to mention it con uh, contractually at least a couple times every episode. We have to mention <laughs> what? Uh, Metroidvania. Boy, look, look. If, if you're watching out there and you're playing the drinking game, you're drunk already. <laughs> yep. um, but this, to me, this series, uh, the, the original Guacamelee and its sequel are the most traditional Metroidvanias out there. Uh, I, I love this. These games. I can't wait to play the second. Traditional game. though, not in presentation and humor. Those no, games are right. really funny and yeah, and, and I think crazy. That this one's story wasn't as exciting for me. I really like yeah. the first one a lot. The second one, I'm not a super fan. Mm. Why is that? In person. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. Like, you think there's like, problematic? The Mexiverse thing uh, is really weird, and I yeah. don't like it having being this own universe. It's not something set within like a larger culture. Uh -huh. I think it's a little bit reductive. It's just yeah, not that funny. Right. I get that. I also Fair think enough. that I also think that the first game. Uh, <laughs> so, so maybe there's problematic humor across both because oh, the first sure. game was like so reliant on uh, like meme culture and mm -hmm. and things that were by the time the game had finished development already <laughs> kind of old news that uh, what. Ultimately, I'm playing this game because you can play no, as a chicken, sure, and sure. I'm playing this game because it's you get fun. these crazy power-ups and double stuff. Double Poyo. So like, double Poyo. But I do, I do totally understand what yeah, you're saying. And you're not, the first, you're not the first person that I've talked to about this as well. Yeah, so. first take, I was like, you know, I'm not digging the premise of this one as much as I like the first. Yep. So, okay. But it's still really fun because it's still Guacamelee. So. Yeah. 
and we can have fun with guacamole <laughs> on December 10th. Uh, another quick news item here. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces getting new characters. Where's Tina Amini when you need I it? know. The, you know that's <laughs> Tina Amini's game of the year, Mario Tennis Aces. Wow, thanks. Oh, yeah. Look I at mean, both totally of you guys. Expected. That okay. is not <laughs> true. Reaction. Not I know it's they not. They both had like I was a, trying to play a momentary shock, <laughs> and then they were like, no, that's yeah, that's false. But she loves Mario Tennis. Honestly, did you mean to say favorite game of the year? No, favorite, I don't know. Game? I don't know. In a year favorite, with favorite Red Dead best. and God of War, it looks like Mario Tennis Aces is coming out on top. Uh, <laughs> Luma, uh, Boom Boom, and Pauline are coming between uh, January and March 2019. I love that little guy. Look at Boom Boom. Yep. What a funny guy. Um, and then uh, another big news story that I wanted to cover off on. Not a ton to talk about on Mario Tennis Aces. Sorry. New characters. But uh, <laughs> Switch, uh, in an effort to sell 20 million units this fiscal year, yeah. uh, really doubled down on the Thanksgiving holiday and posted some major numbers uh, over the five days of uh, Thanksgiving as opposed to the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, so according to Adobe Analytics, Switch is uh, among the most purchased items from Black Friday to Cyber Monday. That's not just electronics. That's not just video games. The most purchased items um, are uh, king of con uh, custom, not custom content. What do we call him? Commerce? Commerce. Yeah. Um, Justin Davis was saying that... Uh, our particular stock of switches and and the way that we had uh, SEO optimized our search led to just like massive massive switches. Oh yeah, so, so we we run during Black Friday. We we obviously post daily deals content on IGN uh, during Black Friday week. We run kind of we curate the best deals on all the different websites mm. and the switch was the most purchased item. That's by right. far through IGN. Obviously a big website, so um this one? Know, yeah, this, this <laughs> website's pretty big. The PlayStation 4 sold really, really well as well, the bundle, but it also went out of stock a lot more. Mm -hmm. And so I, it looked like Nintendo actually had the Switch in stock and the thing just kept selling. So that bodes well for them because some analysts were saying there was no way they would get to the 38 million uh, sales number by next March that mm -hmm. they were predicting and that they wouldn't sell 20 million. But now we'll see, right? Well, With uh, Pokemon selling and Smash Brothers yeah, selling, they did sell 115% uh, uh, more switches in this five-day span than they did last year, which oh, is a pretty wow. major improvement. Mm -hmm. And they made uh, uh, up to and including 250 million dollars in sales uh, over five days. Um, part of the reason of that might have been because uh, so Pokemon Let's Go is the fastest-selling Switch game mm -hmm. of so mm -hmm. far. It sold. Three million units mm -hmm. in the first week. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of Pokemon. I love that we have the Poke Ladies on again. That's right. <laughs> yeah. There's like clapping for so Pikachu. Uh -huh. uh, Go get a but, Pikachu. But hey. I mean, 115% is great, but they need to. I mean, in the first fiscal year, they sold 17, 17 million, just under 18 million. And they need to sell 20 million this year. It's not easy to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, we wish them. Not, the, well, we, we got Pokemon the and Smash, so yeah. maybe some people are waiting for for Smash for Christmas. I think a lot of those people out there bought their new Switches uh, on a Black Friday discount, and now they can play Steam World Dig too. So that's oh, good. Oh, I see. There's so many that's games good. they can yeah. play. Mm -hmm. Smash. So I think score. Smash will do really, really well. Anytime people mm -hmm. ask me about yeah. a Switch, it's like, yes, you should. Hot do it. take, yeah. pair. It's so mm -hmm. good. It's my favorite console. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Hey guys, breaking news. Pair thinks Smash is going to do really well. Oh yeah. I have I have a good I have a good source that. Tells me a sneaking suspicion. One of the top selling Nintendo franchises will do really, really well still. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Pear. That's why uh, wow. that's why you're the uh Thank you, that's yeah. why you're at the top of the food chain. Yeah, here. no, I spent the I'm last sure. week researching this. Yeah, good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh of course, there is one news story this week that was truly baffling in all ways, shapes, and forms. And that is the uh the story about the 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 whole kerfuffle about Skyward Sword potentially coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um so over Thanksgiving weekend, uh, Aonuma made an onstage appearance at the Legend of Zelda musical concert in Osaka, and during which he mentioned but did not confirm a potential Switch version of Skyward Sword. Now, I say I say mention, but it was sort of a tongue-in-cheek thing, right? The composer had said something about like, oh, doesn't this make you want to play Skyward Sword? And then Aonuma kind of responded to that as like, oh, maybe you could play it on your Switch. But <laughs> he also uh, very quickly... Uh, it seems pretty like remember this concert has a lot of zelda games in it True. a lot of music and it seems kind of funny that they set this for this game mm -hmm. it's very specific right? yeah like well worry i don't not. think it's a coincidence worry not because the as of this morning wednesday when we're recording this uh Eurogamer got a quote that says uh nintendo currently has no plans yeah. to bring skyward sword to the switch at this time at this time uh yeah, but today. maybe next week but what about tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> exactly well, here's the thing it, it Take a trip back in time with me to E3 2016 when Anuma on record said uh, that 
the Skyward Sword HD remaster was a definite possibility for yep. Switch, right? Yep. Um, so sort of conflicting reports. And I did want to point out, you guys did a pretty good job of this too, but like Nintendo is a very... Uh, uh, they're they're sticklers, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they control their messaging very specifically, and they make sure that that they talk about things when they're ready to. And I I feel like this particular instance kind of flies in the face of that philosophy. Where if Alnuma's out there, sort of like making jokes about it, it's like to me that signifies well maybe there is something in the works. My question to you guys is. Is this just Nintendo getting up to their old tricks? And what do you think about Skyward Sword on Switch? And also, why would they bring the worst Zelda to Switch and not Ooh. a different one? Okay. Whoa. Here Whoa. we go. <laughs> Ready? Um, so, Skyward Sword had a lot of problems. I never finished it because the controls irked me that badly. Mm. I hated the controls. It's one of the most well put together stories mm-hmm. from a Zelda. This universe. guy hates the controls. The too. music is great. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just don't even know what put to do anymore. <laughs> I, yep. I would oh, love no. the opportunity to play this game with regular controls mm. and upgraded graphics because I never did finish it, and I think it's a story that's worth experiencing, especially in the Zelda universe. Mm. I liked a lot of the characters from this, so I was a little sad that I also never finished it. And people were like, oh, two people in a row still haven't finished yeah. this game. Wow. Right. Um, so I was Couldn't actually in college when this came out. And Same. so my Wii was back at home with my family. And so I didn't get to take that with me. And mm-hmm. so the only times I got to play it was when I went home. And so I just never got around to finishing it, which is really sad because I made it pretty far. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed so, it. I, I just liked it. Chance. I, I enjoyed the game. Yeah. I, I, I was not in love with uh, a lot of choices for this game. Like the hub world just didn't work for me. I love the exploration aspects of the Zelda game. So Breath of the Wild is the pinnacle, I, I feel yeah. like, from a, from that, that point of view. Never heard of and it. And this one was so compartmentalized. Yeah. But all the mechanics were really good. Like the flying felt really good. That big boss battle in the sky was truly surprising. The like time bubble element, the desert and the ship and all that kind of stuff was really, really cool. I did not like the art style at all. And oh, really? a lot of people say they love the art style in I this game. Agree. I didn't like it that much. Either. Of anything about uh, whatever this game is called, Skyward Sword, I think that the art style is one of my favorite things. See? Like, it looks You're... like it looks like a like a Studio Ghibli film to me. So it, right, like it, it was weird because you went from uh, Twilight Princess to yeah. this, and it was just kind of jarring. I think that's. I think when it first well, I mean, came Ocarina out, to, uh, uh, Majora Wind Waker. Wind Waker yeah. is the big change. Yeah. too, but the, I like that one. I think I had the <laughs> same reaction when it first came out. Like back then, I saw this and it's like, oh, we just got Twilight Princess. It's like dark, gritty, like more realistic Zelda. Why are they going back in the other direction? But now that I look at it, it's the best of both worlds. I, right? I wanted yeah. it. I, it I would. Yeah, it's a middle ground. I I thought I d- I didn't like the color choices. Like I didn't like that muted watercolor look. And I wish it was a, as vibrant as Wind Waker and and even cel shaded because it would have looked really good on the on the Wii. And the the Wii was not a powerful piece of hardware. And it shows with this game where. You know, we were playing this when we were playing truly beautiful games in HD on other platforms. That was a bummer. But I, I think actually this this bad this game get, gets a bad rep. It's it's a lot better than people remember it, and it has some really cool dungeons, some really cool puzzles in it. I, I will say that the the dungeon design in this game is uh, some of these dungeons are among my favorite. But uh, you and I were talking about it a little bit earlier this week in that. One of the things I said to you is that the moments in this game are fantastic, yeah. but overall I sort of have an issue with with this game. Obviously, I've critically derided this uh, <laughs> this game on many episodes of NVC, much want, to the chagrin of our fandom. But I, I, I want it to be back, though. I, yeah. I think when you play it on the Switch, and hopefully they'll they'll do the controls justice with sticks and buttons, so you can play it on the go yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I, I I think you'll find a lot to like in this game. I, I so. My hope for this is that they give it the Wind Waker HD treatment in that they take a look at some of the things that maybe were a decent idea or worked in generations past, but dowsing. have that have aged poorly. There's you can't have this game without dowsing. I mean, that's that's such an intrinsic. Don't like, make me find every part. freaking nut in the game. Um, but <laughs> like some of the fetch quests could be completely eliminated, and you wouldn't lose anything in the game. You know, there's really late game stuff. I, I played through this game once, finished it, and then a couple of years later, I went back to play it again. And when I got to the third fetch quest where they flooded the woods and threw all these puzzle pieces out for me to find. It was just like, I don't want to do all this again. Like I just, I already proved to you that I'm the hero of time or whatever. Why do I need to, you know, like I don't need to do this again. Mm-hmm. So, but, do this. yeah, but there are things that I really, I, I really did enjoy about Great it. music and, too. 
honestly, yeah. as hypocritical as this sounds, watching that trailer kind of made me nostalgic for you it. You totally want to play it now. I, I can I'll, tell. I'll play it again. I, I think you... The, the motion controls didn't bug me as much as they bug some people, but <laughs> like Casey, I apparently... Didn't, I didn't mind them that much. I really liked the way you could roll a bomb. That was nice. That was my problem. <laughs> like, I was trying... I kept trying to roll bombs, and it kept throwing it instead, and there was no way... I don't know what was wrong with Big it. Big news here. Casey DeFried is bad at bowling. <laughs> that's must no, be it. I'm it's, just bad at the, the, I you feel about Wii Sports. I liked Wii Sports. Okay. Any game where you, you perform the same action uh, twice in a row and only 50% of the time does it what you want it yes. to do, that, yeah. that's a real problem. Especially this, in the middle of a boss battle when you have to roll exactly. it to do the right thing. And so I didn't mind when sometimes the, the sword slash wasn't exact, but like <laughs> some of those actions like bombing, it should always work because you also get hurt by your bombs. Yeah. If you're not careful. So one thing I want to point out in this conversation is that as we talk about whatever this potential HD remake could be, uh, we're talking about a sticks and buttons oh, controls, mm -hmm. right? I don't the know. The Switch if they'd be has able to. motion yeah. controls. They, like you could very easily control this game with the with Joy-Con. Joy I think and they they would leave that in. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it might honestly be better implemented this time around. Yeah. Um, I think the ability of giving players there. the option to play, you know, traditionally or with motion controls would be kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And also, I'd love to see what the ratio of like how people choose, yeah. you know, like what the, that would be. They both. they definitely would have to spend some time on making it work with sticks and buttons. But remember, old Zelda games like Ocarina of Time, you had control whether you're doing a sideways slash or you could even do the you know the spin attack by rotating the uh -huh. stick and all those things. You could adapt everything. It's just that some with some of the, the areas you wouldn't be able to move and do the action at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can still do the sword hype. Like hypnotizing the the door, googly eyes. You can still do that with a stick, right? Mm -hmm. No, no. I just I like the yeah. door, googly eyes. Yeah, it's from. Uh, I think I brought this up before. In, somebody's in, gonna somebody's gonna gift that for sure. You and in, me doing in, uh, in in Japanese culture, the the way you catch dragonflies is to hypnotize them by moving your finger like that. That's why it's in this Zelda game. Right? Whoa! Yeah, Aww. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's so really like cool. the catching thing is you confuse stuff. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. The more you know. I like that. Uh, Rainbow. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a, a Zelda collection on Switch. Um, I wish that, as opposed to, I know, I wish that as opposed to a Skyward Sword, Sword tease, it was more of a like an all-encompassing 3D yeah. Zelda. We've it's talked so about this sort maybe of ad that's nauseum. The, but that's like, the bait and switch. They're like, we said we weren't going to do Skyward Sword, but here's your Zelda collection. Yeah, I mean, if they if they did uh, uh, Ocarina of Majora... Good. Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword all in one package. Three, five games. I'd pay 100 bucks for it. The 3D collection and yeah. the 2D collection, please. Release them. Oh you think like so two cool. separate collections? Big box. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because it's too much good for one box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I could get down with that. Yeah. I'd yeah. be fine with that. Okay. Um, one thing we didn't talk about last year. I, here we are again this week talking about The Legend of Zelda. I mean, <laughs> if there's anything Oops. that this era of NVC will be remembered for, it will be my obsession with uh, <laughs> uh, Link. But um, well, I'm sure a new one is going to be announced in December, so don't worry. Yeah, about you think so? Guy. Like he's a good one to. to We're going to talk about this maybe a little bit later yeah. if we get there. But oh. I like that as your nice, prediction. Right. Uh, one thing we didn't get to talk about last week is the uh, Detective Pikachu trailer. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> It's really nice to have the both of you guys here and available uh, for these kinds of episodes. Uh, you know, I like Pokemon. Pear likes Pokemon. Y'all love Pokemon, which is awesome. And it's so good to have your expertise. So it was really nice today when I reached out to you guys and I was like, hey, I'm really going to need your help putting the show together. And I put, uh, you know, like, here, here's the subhead, like, Detective Pikachu trailer. And for hours on the, on the dock, it just said, so good. <laughs> that was the only note there. It's like, thank you, Casey. That's uh... I do my best, as I said. <laughs> right. But by the way, if you're only listening to the show and not watching, both poker ladies are wearing Pokemon outfits. Just That's so true. You know. yeah. Good yeah. Drifloon shirt. From yeah. We got a Rep Eevee. Limited edition. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. It's like a, it's like a special run. So uh -huh. You can't get them anymore. You, okay. Miranda's cool. outfit is way more stylish than mine. Mine's just a t-shirt. Just a Pokemon. <laughs> and your water, on it too, right? and yeah, and 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 your water bottle has Pokemon on it too, right? And my phone. And my pen. All right. Sorry. Just to set the stage. Yeah. Oh, hey, my pen's Pokemon. I got a Lolan Vulpix po uh, pen and a Lolan Vulpix cell phone. You did this. I, did, I totally did. Yeah. Yeah. I, Pokemon uh, Sun and Moon. Like guys, I, <laughs> what are you doing? So how good is the Talk Pokemon? Talk about that trailer. Trailer. Detective Pikachu. Uh, I love this trailer. I probably watched it all the way through, I don't know, dozens of times because I worked on the um, rewind that we did, which mm -hmm. I highly recommend everyone to go watch. If you're it's such a cool it's rewind. Really it's it's probably one of the most amazing. comprehensive rewinds that we've done yeah. mm -hmm. ever. Uh, 
very excellent work on that. I thought, mm-hmm. like yeah. not not just you, but like yeah, everybody across the board, the editing, the writing, like it's all really me, really cool. Miranda, and Joshua Yell, and one of our freelancers um, did a fantastic job mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, but man, I never got bored of watching it. Right, it was so good every single time I watched it. Well, I think one of the things that helps that rewatchability of this trailer is like this. Trailer is filthy with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it yeah. could have been very easy for them to do like, okay, here's Pikachu and then like a couple of other, you know, known Pokemon. But like there are over 60 in this trailer alone. And this trailer is what, two and a half minutes or something. Yeah. So what does that mean for the full movie? Yeah, that I think was what shocked me most because I felt like they're probably going to like scale back how many Pokemon they had just because of budget constraints because mm. it's probably very expensive to get those all correct and they have to pass them all through the Pokemon company and Nintendo and make sure they're all checked, officially certified, good to go, representations of these Pokemon. And so like seeing that many was such a great surprise. Um, I kind of am with Casey on this one. Every time I saw it, I liked it more. Mm-hmm. The first time was obviously the shock of seeing Pokemon in real life because it's that's really weird, right? Yeah. You, you can't get over that. Um, and I think still some of the facial expressions of the Pokemon get me off a little bit. Like they're like kind of strange. You look at them and you're like, oh. But the, like Jigglypuff especially. Mm-hmm. Why is... Why is so why is he so angry? Yeah, Jiggly, yeah. Jigglypuff and Mr. Mime are definitely nightmare fuel. Pokemon. They're, they're a little creepy. I love Mr. Mime. I hate so Mr. Cute. Mime. I hate looking at him, and I hate that you can see the detail in his skin. I don't, I don't like him at all. Mr. Mime. Ugh. No, thank you. I guess he's fine. It is. It is creepy that this human-looking thing lives in the same world with these normal humans. Well, it's just like <laughs> I, I think looking at an animated or pixelated representation of these things, like you don't necessarily stop and think, like, what is the texture on yeah. that? And so yeah. the, the fact that Mr. Mime's like he's got the skin of a basketball. It's just like <laughs> so gross. Yeah, it's people, because it's not clothes. It's just yeah. part of him. And people right. were weirded out by Jigglypuff being so fuzzy too. Yeah, because it's it's weird because it looks like bubble gum, right? Is a in the game, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. And so it's supposed to be able to like inflate. Yeah. And so if it has fur like that, can it really inflate? Wow, you thought well, this through. I didn't think you yeah, would. I mean, there's a lot to Pokemon. I always thought it would be more like a like. Like a bubble. Yeah, so like the big tuft of hair at the top makes sense, but the rest of it being so fluffy is a little weird. Um, I thought it'd be more like a, a pufferfish. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like scaly? You know, maybe. Not slightly scaly, but I mean a little bit more smooth. You know, I was just thinking, you know, Paolumu from Monster Hunter? That that guy's fluffy and he, he blows up. Yeah, it's, but I, Jigglypuff's never been drawn as fluffy. Yeah, I think so. in this fantasy world, it will it's be fine. possible <laughs> to pull that off. I think it's fine. Yeah. I, um, There's some real expert level analysis happening here. By though. the way, watching that trailer, this movie is going to be humongous. Oh, yeah, yeah it's going to make I think this is going to open really big. So, I want yes. to make a prediction. A prediction. I think this is going to be the best video game movie we'll have, period. So, yeah, quality wise, not just, just money of, making. Just completely, just quality Re- well of reviewed. story, of well reviewed, of it being a cohesive tale that makes sense. I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, I think that when when it was first announced, not just me, but everybody in the office kind of was like, why the hell will they do that? Like, that seems odd. But it makes so much more sense to adapt this story uh, than it would be to try and adapt, you know, a 30-hour RPG story that is, mm-hmm. like, admittedly a little obtuse in mm-hmm. the fact that it's like, well, you know, go collect these badges and so, train 151 Pokemon and whatever. Like, there, Most of the storylines in all the Pokemon games are so broad and big and really out there. Like, you would have to... They're just too out there to adapt to mm-hmm. a movie, yeah. I think. But Detective Pikachu is so relatable and like contained. Yeah. So, so what I really liked about Detective Pikachu, which I reviewed and adored, mm-hmm. um, it is so grounded and it's such a unique way to look at Pokemon that we don't get to see day to day. Because of course, in the anime, you get to see Pokemon like running around, but you don't ever really hear their perspective. Mm-hmm. And so the unique thing with Detective Pikachu of being an actual Pikachu and being able to talk and translate for their Pokemon um, beyond just Meowth's sometimes casual translations yeah. um, is like really investigating like why these Pokemon are upset or like what are they doing day to day and because it's set in a town and not following a trainer you get to just see life as it is in the world of Pokemon and it's yep. just such a great grounded way to look at everything um, and the story itself isn't going to be one to one with the movie and the games which they've said before they're lifting a lot but not keeping the same thing. I actually really hope they keep the core mystery the same. Like I know they can't follow each beat because it's way too long and there's too many things I think would be maybe too expensive for them to adapt. Um, I don't know. That trailer looks pretty expensive. No, but they go a lot of like really neat locations with Mm -hmm. really big Pokemon. And I think Mm -hmm. that because of the sheer number of Pokemon in Detective Pikachu would probably be too many. Oh, wow. um, and there's already a lot of things in this that are different from the game, which I I don't want to spoil anything or like, reveal any of the bigger 
twists in yeah. case that that is a thing. Um, but there are some um, references, and actually the poster for the for a Detective Pikachu movie that hint at things that did happen in the game. So I'm really excited. How do you, how do you like the voice of Ryan Reynolds? As I don't. Pikachu? So so here's the thing. I think he's a fantastic actor, but it already feels like this is Ryan Reynolds Pikachu and not Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Like the first joke that he lands is a Ryan Reynolds joke. This is like a Deadpool joke. Right. This isn't a Detective Pikachu joke. Right. And that's, I think, what I'm most worried about going to this movie. Like they're writing this character for him and not as this character. Um, I mean, that's that's probably fine for a lot of people, but for me, it's a little disappointing because I like the sassiness of Detective Pikachu in the games and his like kind of weird old man. Yeah, <laughs> he likes women weirdly and kind of hits on them. But is yeah, he like hits coffee. on human women, right? Yeah, that's my I, favorite part of that yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like very mild. It's just like what the heck. Yeah. <laughs> and he does it in the trailer a little bit too, mm-hmm. um, but not to the same extent. And um, I just. I want my Pikachu coffee tips. Detective Pikachu loves coffee and he talks about coffee. Uh He better do that in the movie too. I don't know. I think that like (laughs) I was just sort of blown away by how much I liked the trailer Mm because I think that sort of cynically I was anticipating just not being interested in in a Detective Pikachu film at all. But watching that trailer for the first time was like, oh, this might actually be great. Um, And I think you really hit the the nail on the head. Like, I think this movie is just going to print money. I think it's going to be huge. So we posted we posted the trailer to all our all the platforms we're on. Uh, It it is our biggest move, our biggest video on Facebook all year. Mm. And it's only been up well, like a week. It wasn't just like our biggest video. It's one of the. It was the biggest video on Facebook that day. It was the number period. one video yeah. on Facebook that day, wow. and it was the biggest one for IGN on Facebook all year. So that gives you an idea on how much interest there was. Yeah, yeah. I love the tone of the trailer too. Like it's just so upbeat and excited. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just they did it. But so it well. also looks grimy and great. Yeah, you know? that's what I was surprised <laughs> like a, by. Like a, what is it like a noir film? Yeah, like a noir. Yeah, noir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, I did not expect. Rhyme City is so much more gritty yeah. than it is in the games. Like it's yeah. just like a pleasant so town, and yeah. then this one is like, yeah. oh man. It's also a completely different seri- uh, experience to see it on the big screen. I don't know if you yeah. guys have had an opportunity oh to see gosh. it in theaters, but it's, it's pretty wild. Do like, people yeah. cheer? Or what, what's the reaction? I did. Well, I cheered. So I went and saw <laughs> I went and saw Fantastic Beasts, uh, Crimes of Grunder Wonder, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Terrible movie, but awful movie. But the. The Detective Pikachu trailer ran in front of it, and I went with a group of people that are like completely uninitiated. Like it was just like my pals that don't play games, don't know Pokemon yeah. at all, and the reaction was like a just a resounding "What the f?" You know, it was just like <laughs> like I I was sitting next to my friend, and she leaned over to me, and she was like, "This is real? Like what is this?" I was like, "Well, you know." Um, so maybe not the target demographic there, but uh, yeah, it definitely got a reaction out of people. That's for sure. I meanwhile was over there like, "Yeah, here we go!" And I'm so excited to see this again. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna be cool. Maybe. I showed it to my kids, and my daughter just stared at it and said, "Oh hell yes!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they awesome. show it at the theater before the Pokemon movie. Oh, I'm sure they will. We're gonna yeah. go see that. Oh, tonight. that seems like a no-brainer. That's yeah. tonight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right on. Uh, yeah, it's also the first Very Nintendo cool. movie in a very long time, which I think is interesting. Um, you know, we obviously know that the Mario movie is coming next year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm interested to see more more of these kinds of things from Nintendo. Oh man, we're gonna it's get a Pokemon movie and a Mario movie in the same year. Yeah, yep. it's crazy. crazy. And we got Castlevania on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's, that's bad though. Good too. I also That's just good. wanted to point out I love how ferocious they made Charizard look. Oh yeah, he's all scaly oh, yeah. and he's got like scars. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. yeah. He looks there awesome. are some reasons for that. If it's the same as the game, in the game. Spoilers. It can't be the exact same. It's a different uh, location. Detective so. Pikachu. <laughs> Detective Pikachu is out in theaters May tenth, twenty nineteen. So a bit of a wait for that one, but I'm sure we'll all be there day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of Pokemon, oh. uh, a little Pokemon game came out uh, oh, last week, two weeks ago, oh, some time ago. And uh, Miranda, you got a chance to review this game. Yes. Uh, you gave it an eight point three, um, which on our scale means that it's great. Mm-hmm. Point three. Um, <laughs> I'm it's playing greater I'm, than great. I'm playing Pokemon Let's Go. Pear, are you playing Pokemon yes, Let's Go? Playing. Which version Pikachu. did you choose? Pikachu. I also played Pikachu. You definitely played Pikachu. What about you? <laughs> I'm Team <TV>. Vivi. <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> That's good. No. Odd man out. Yeah. It's good. to trade. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I'm enjoying this game uh, much more so than I thought I would. Good. Um, I, I, I love the first gen Pokemon games, but. Uh, this is obviously a, a remake of that, but I wanted you to talk a little bit about uh, as a this game. Obviously, the first generation of Pokemon is so important to you. You got mm-hmm. a chance to review this. What was it like going back to this game in a sort of reimagined format? So when it first popped in, it was 
even with the demo at E3, it's just so strange to see this world in 3D and just so colorful and alive. Mm -hmm. um, that's the thing that I was most excited about first is seeing the Pokemon to scale in this world, just wandering around and how awesome that is. And just to have like another Pokemon following you, whichever friend you want, along with your pair or your partner Pokemon. And that just got me so excited to get in this world. And mm -hmm. it's pretty much what I'd expect it to be. You know, it's Pokemon Yellow going to Kanto. Right. Um, but with better effects, um, a different catching system, which I do have to kind of be a little bit wary about because I, I wanted it to be a little bit more solid, like it has been developed through Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. um, so if for some reason you don't know what the deal is with the catching system in Pokemon Let's Go, um, it uses the same system as Pokemon Go where you have a reticle and you just throw Pokeballs at the Pokemon in that reticle and yeah. try to catch it. It's a, it's a, it's very simple. It's you don't no battle, area, right? Like you either catch it or you don't. There's no yes. battle. There's no, yeah. You don't whittle down its HP. To right. Yes. It, so you just throw it. So the problem with that, um, is that it's not super clear whether or not you can catch it. So the reticle is colored based. Mm -hmm. So it's green is you're probably going to get it. Um, yellow is, you know, it's gonna be a little bit harder. And then red of course is that it's going to be very hard to catch. Um, and that scales as you get to higher level Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also it changes with the Pokeball type you use. So of course, if you're using an Ultra Ball, you have a very easy chance to catch a low level Pokemon. Mm -hmm. But if you use an Ultra Ball on a high level Pokemon, you're not really guaranteed to get it very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, there's all these other factors that play into how easily you can catch it. Um, but I found a lot of times that that color didn't really mean anything. So, like, whenever I went to go catch, say, Eradicate that was level, like, 40-something um, using an Ultra Ball, easy. But if I also used a regular Pokeball, even though it said it was red, it was easy to catch. Oh. Hmm. So, like, there's not necessarily the first try, but with fewer Pokeballs sometimes than an Ultra Ball. And, like, that is actually really important because the cost difference between those is huge. Yeah. yeah. And your money is actually really important in the end game. Mm -hmm. By the time you get there, just because you've already battled kind of everybody and it's like what you have is what you have and you can go get money by grinding through um, just through the Pokemon League again if you want to do that. That's kind of really it. Yeah. Or through selling things. Mm. Yeah. You can find random stuff in Cerulean Cave, but it's not they're not super common. And so, so the tip from the wikis team is yeah. don't buy the Ultra Balls. No, you do need to buy the Ultra Balls. Yeah. The problem do is my biggest Ultra criticism balls. with this <laughs> is how disappointed I was with that randomness of the catch okay. system uh -huh. because it should have been more clear. Like it feels like Pokemon <laughs> Go is better about that. Well, they don't do a great job of explaining what those color rings mean either Yeah. because early, early in the game I was trying to catch uh, some sort of Butterfree and I remember I was just throwing balls over and over and yep. over again. Yeah. Like literally like 15 or 16 because I was just like, I just want to catch this freaking thing. And then finally I did. And then I realized like, oh, it had a different reticle. Like it should have tipped yes. me off. But yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of something I was disappointed about with it. But generally, I really do like the change of it being like kind of a more casual approach to Pokemon because mm -hmm. that, that's what this is. And this is how it's marketed. It's like it's a little bit more easygoing, revisiting Kanto. And if it's someone's first time to play this, then it's a little bit easier to get them into the series. That's not saying that a younger player can't do that. Like that's yeah. that's not what we're saying. Yeah. It's a new person who doesn't know anything about Pokemon or, you know, maybe wants to play with a friend who's unfamiliar with it and doesn't want to do all the grindy battles, don't have to. Yeah, I, I tweeted about this as well. And uh, this is one of those games that I had sort of decided that I was probably just going to stay away from because I have played Red and Blue so many times. And then I, I recently luck. played I recently played Yellow when it was re-released on 3DS. So pretty yeah. recently. Um, and so I thought, I don't need to play this again. But then when I when I got the my copy and I started playing it, it's, it's so joyous and so fun and looks so good and is such a different like reimagination of that those games mm -hmm. that uh, you know I was talking about it on Twitter and I was like yeah, I'm really having a great time with this like, you know I feel silly for having said that I probably wouldn't play it and I got a lot of people tweeting at me that were saying like yeah this is my first time with a Pokemon game I'm loving it it's mm -hmm. really great like what a cool way to get introduced to this series so, I think my, my yeah. favorite change outside of the graphical updates of obviously my, my favorite change is that you can see the Pokemon in the tall grass yeah. it's so like, good since Secret of Mana I wanted yeah. RPGs to always do that I want them to keep if they're going to keep any aspect of this in the core game coming out next year I want them to keep Pokemon in the overworld yeah, yeah. that'd be so nice yeah. because then you can just avoid the Pokemon you don't want yeah. going through any cave and avoiding every single Zubat I saw was pure magic mm -hmm. it's yeah. like I don't want to see you Still ever again PTSD go away from yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> But I, I do feel you about the uh, the sort of randomness of the catching and things like that. And I, I also, frankly, like I miss the amount of battles. Like it streamlines the game quite a bit, and I feel like you get through. Like I was 
sort of shocked at how quickly I got to the first gym yeah. because you can just meander around the Pokemon that you don't want to catch if you're not a completionist. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to like get into these random encounters and stuff. And once you do get into the even a like, trainer battle, like they're so fast that it, it kind of. I, I don't know. Like I miss the battles yeah. with the random Pokemon, but then the battles with the trainers are pretty good and they're pretty traditional. So, uh, but it does streamline things quite a bit. Yeah. What I'm hoping for the next one is because I'm pretty sure there will be a next one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, indicating based on sales and also based on a hint at the end that I don't want to spoil. Um, I think I would like to see them have a way to rechallenge trainers um, outside of gyms and stuff. Yeah, just like, because it'd be nice to have a new yeah, set. Like in Gold and Silver, you had uh, like the phone call system. Yeah. Like they'd call you and be like, hey, come back and this battle me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you mean next one, an another remake? Because they did announce the full game for next year. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. if they do another Let's Go for, say, Like another Let's Gold Go and Silver. type. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, the uh, you know there there are a lot of things I like about this game. There are two things. I'm I'm a little bummed they didn't get this to run at sixty frames per second because it's not the most like elaborate uh, looking game. Like it it feels a little archaic that it runs at thirty with these visuals. Mm. But uh, the thing that still always bugs me is that they haven't added the Pokemon voices for yeah. all the Pokemon. But I kind of I kind of like the Game Boy era like growls and stuff like they're yeah. so nostalgic <laughs> yeah but still seems out of place here yeah yeah i've always bit. been a little curious as to why they choose that for the design when of course pikachu and eevee get their voices yeah. but i know obviously those are supposed to be your special pokemon and they're meant to do something else and i think that's another thing i really loved about this was how at this front and center pikachu and eevee were in their respective games and they really do make them such an important character mm -hmm. in this and they do such a great job of like making them so emotive that my pikachu so gets cute. really fierce yeah <laughs> i love it <laughs> no like whenever you go to play with it it always makes funny faces right i've gotten some like really great reactions and i always screen cap them so that's cute Good. and i want to like, your partner pokemon in this game are so overpowered okay. especially eevee yes mm. like eevee can learn so i what pikachu gets four special moves I've only found three. Okay, maybe three. I don't. I'm so playing you have Eevee one. The three that they teach you, mm -hmm. unless I somehow missed one. Yeah. No. Um. And then you have the fourth one with when you shake the Joy-Con. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Eevee has, I think, nine special attacks, and they are all do at least ninety damage. Mm. And you can get one for like every single type, so you don't have to switch out to get the type advantage with Eevee. Mm -hmm. And then most of them get things like one of them heals you. Um there's her the Eevee's grass attack is basically just a 90 damage leech seed. Like it's just ridiculous. OP. So yeah. you're saying that the Pikachu version is the expert version for the real place. Yeah. Oh, nice, <laughs> well, nice, nice. Um Pikachu gets a priority move that always mm -hmm. does critical hits, and it gets the stab attack bonus. So, she took so it I, right I would away. say uh -huh. though the Eevee version is definitely easier. Yeah, like you can make it easier. But the thing is, nothing says that you have to use Pikachu or Eevee in your party. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to make right. this easy, but you have the option to have an easier playthrough if you focus yeah. on just using them because their stats are like out of this world. Yeah, right. they when you get these Pokemon, they automatically have the best individual values that they can which is basically what makes every pokemon unique mm. and the they have the max stats that they can have for that species of pokemon yeah yeah <laughs> well and i think it's it's also funny like you mentioned that you don't necessarily have to have them in your party and the, all the marketing material and stuff we've seen pikachu and eevee sort of uh, tailing along behind you uh but one thing that that is awesome about this game is that you can elect to put any Pokemon there. Yeah. Any Pokemon will follow you, or in some cases, run out in front of you, or in some cases, carry you on their stomach or on their back. And so there's 151 or yeah, 171 unique animations for each of these Pokemon, which mm -hmm. is so cool. There's a video that Andrew Goldfarb uh, and uh, Brian Malkowitz produced that is all of the animations kind of strung together, and some of them are so funny and so like. They're kind of reactionary in that if you're, uh, if you have, uh, what's the, uh, the round guy that's Norlax? all, no, he's all rocky. Golem? Is that? Golem is one of them. There's also Sandslash. Yeah. So if you go uphill, he rolls really slowly. And if you go downhill, he rolls really fast. It's, okay. Yeah. 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 I love that. Like, I love that a little attention to detail. Like, it's not just the same running animation everywhere. Like, yeah. they, yeah, they change depending on their, their terrain. Yeah. A lot of the baby Pokemon will just kind of, like, yeah. trail behind you. Like, like Caterpie. Caterpie. Yeah, yeah. Caterpie's so slow. And they even made <laughs> different animations for the Alolan form Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is just so much attention to detail. Psychedelic Muck is really cool to see in the game. I really like him a lot. Yeah. Gross. My uh, my gross. biggest um, complaint about these Pokemon is that you can't ride the legendary birds. Yeah. Like, what? Mm. I guess it makes you I wouldn't want to like ride fire, but you ride Rapidash. Yeah. yeah. So my uh, headcanon for that was that they're just 
they're legendary, so the respect to not write yeah. them. So, I guess it's like I just feel think like we back could just walk out. out. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And like the sure. camera would stay on them, and like two hours would come better. Back it's like, well, um, I could actually I break down everything to. Yeah. Um, I think one of the few, one of the other things I did want to mention that I found kind of disappointing was the motion controls. So sometimes when yeah. you're flinging pokeballs, it just goes somewhere else. Or you if mean a with Pokemon, a Joy-Con or with yes, a Pokeball with a, controller. Well, with either. Yeah. Like if you're trying to use motion controls, um, some of the Pokemon will move, and you can use berries to get them to stop moving, but. You're kind of limited on berries unless you've just grinded to catch a bunch of Pokemon mm-hmm. and hopefully randomly drop berries. Yep. Um, so when one's moving and you're trying to throw it that like left or you're trying to throw it right and it doesn't do that, it's just so frustrating, mm-hmm. especially when you're you're like spending something that you paid for. Mm. Yep. Um, one so, one tip for throwing so Pokeballs at an angle is to use your Joy-Con or Pokeball like a frisbee. Mm. Yeah, and I heard that that. Well, I know. Not literally. Like, don't let go. Don't, yeah. let, don't go. let go. Don't let go. Just let it go. <laughs> right. But you have to have the little wrist strap on. Then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Where Where can people <laughs> find more Pokemon tips, Casey? Um, you can find more Pokemon <laughs> tips on our Pokemon Let's Go Wiki. You can go to Google and type in Pokemon Let's Go Wiki IGN, and it should be the first Damn results. it, Casey. Is it good? Uh, I think it's pretty Is good. Is it thorough? Yeah. yeah it's pretty it. thorough. Yeah. I have to play devil's advocate here and uh, pose a question to y'all, mm-hmm. and that is, isn't this just Pokemon Yellow? I mean, how much of it is is right? But I mean, like, <laughs> I'm enjoying it in spite of the fact that like I've recently played Pokemon. Yeah. But if you've played the first generation of Pokemon a number of times, like the both of you have, mm-hmm. is it worth a casual Pokemon fan jumping back into it and being like, "Oh yeah, I've already played this game," or or do you find that it's a little redundant or tedious? I think, of course, like there's some changes narratively that kind of acknowledge that this isn't the first time you've been to Kanto. Okay. And I think it's just very subtle but it's just nice it's like a welcome back Mm. and of course the changes in the mechanics are pretty huge so if you are a little uh, tired of going back through Kanto you will have a faster journey depending on how you choose to play Mm. Uh, Casey uh, you've got a couple of meta changes that you've outlined here that (laughs) are they are very specific yeah so this is a (laughs) so one of the reasons I was actually really excited to review this is because it's not technically one of the core franchise yeah. games so it's not going to be like top tier competitive play game yeah. um, which is b- perfect for me also why I reviewed Detective Pikachu because I'm not super into that like my version of Pokemon is these are my friends I love you despite yeah. your stats we'll do our best together and this game is perfect <laughs> for that yeah and so uh, one thing I have liked is because I do catch so many Pokemon I'm not attached to just one of them Okay. and so then I choose the best one but it's a lot easier to do that as opposed to other games where I felt like I had to really try hard to get this one Pokemon because it's so random mm-hmm. um and so it's allowed me to get into the like, competitive nature just a little bit more, mm-hmm. but no breeding or any of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There's stuff. no. So there are two introductions into Let's Go that does make like competitive Pokemon catching better and okay. easier. And the first one is that there is a uh, nature fortune teller lady, and you can pay her I think ten thousand money, which is a oh, lot. Pokemon <laughs> coins. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon coins, and she will. Um, you can tell her what nature you want your Pokemon to be for the next day, which makes um, shiny hunting and chaining for Pokemon with good stats a lot easier because you can guarantee the nature just by talking to her. And there's this cute little um, kind of Easter egg. There's an Abra next to her. And that's because to get the correct nature in previous games, you would bring an Abra at the front of your party with correct nature because it has the ability synchronize, which would then have a 50% chance of passing its nature onto the Pokemon you're catching. Uh (laughs) Zach has like the most blank stare on his face. It's fair. It gets, I know it's, you put put this stuff in your notes and it looks like math. I think I remember when I was in high school and I tried to get into some competitive play and I was just like, you know what? It's not for me. It's yeah. so much. It is actually a lot of math and yeah. Yeah. calculations. It, it, it and just looks like a formula. Like yeah, yeah. It is. And the second thing is that they give you access to the IV judge a lot soon, a uh, lot quicker. So right after you defeat Misty, you can go straight to the. It's like a route connector between. I don't remember the route's names, but just like make a right out of a million, and you'll run into it. Go upstairs, talk to the professor, and they'll give you the ability to see how good your Pokemon are. Hmm. Um, I think you only have had to catch 30 Pokemon. Yeah, it was... 30 unique Pokemon. Yeah, like we should do very a, much. a show that's just the Pokemon hint line. Where we have Casey <laughs> sitting at this desk and just giving people ridiculous stats whenever they call. I think that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> um, so they added those two things, which are, are really awesome. Um, but 
they replaced effort values with ability values, which is actually really nice for more for a more casual game like this. Because with effort values, basically you had a pool of um, 252 stats to a lot to your Pokemon, so you could customize them with those. But you had to be very careful about how they learned them because it's it's a thing. I won't get more into it. But anyway, with did you know <laughs> any of this? <laughs> But, um, I still don't know any of this. With ability, <laughs> with ability values, which you give your Pokemon by giving them candy, um, you can just max out all of your stats by 200. Mm-hmm. And also, unlike effort values, those points um, are enacted immediately. And you can give it um, your Pokemon an extra 200 stat points this way in every stat. Mm. So you can theoretically get a level 1 Pidgey and make it 200 plus attack and all of the other stats just by feeding it a bunch of candy. So can you hustle that way in multiplayer? You can hustle yeah. with... If you get a catch combo of about like 100, you should have enough candy for that Pokemon to max out its stats. But just that Pokemon. There's a lot of well, ways you can grind for candy super yeah. well too. We have, a, we have a guide for that. I guess mm-hmm. what I'm asking is are you hustling people with like level one Pokemon with 200 attack. <laughs> a lot of people is that do what that. You're doing? A lot of people do that to get past the master trainers. Uh-huh. Get out of here with this. Oh yeah, it's got yeah. me in picture in picture to gauge my reaction. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Unbelievable. You're just trying to see where like the exact moment that my eyes gloss over, and I'm like, yes, yeah, good. The, the meta stuff is it gets it's very intense. But the coolest thing I think about this game is that it's the easiest, best way to catch shiny Pokemon ever. It's crazy. It is so good because there's, I mentioned catch comboing and that's just catching the same species of Pokemon over and over. And Mm -hmm. as you do that, once you get to 31, you have a higher chance of getting really good stats and you also have a really high chance of encountering shiny Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And you see these shiny Pokemon in the overworld. It's so cool. I remember early on laughing at me. (laughs) (laughs) So do you farm Pokemon in this one in hopes that you can trade them to the next one? Is that the, no. Okay. I think it's just the joy of seeing a shiny Pokemon that you want on screen. It's just I've so cool. I've seen people um, keeping threads of all the shiny Pokemon they've caught, too. Like, they've caught so, so many. It's way easier to get them this one. Like, it's it's kind of ridiculous, honestly, yeah. but it's, like, fun. But doesn't that make it less special? Yeah, so, like, just to put in it in perspective, way. in previous games and previous generations, it was, like, a, a 1 in 8,000 chance to run into a shiny Pokemon. In Sun and Moon, it was 1 in 4,096. <laughs> And it's the same in Pokemon Let's Go, but if you get the shiny charm, you get a catch combo of 31, and you use a lure, you can get that down to 1 in 272, which is even better than the Masuda method, which would get down to 1 in 512, which involved breeding with a Pokemon from another uh, region. I, I with want the you to charm. know that even Miranda is a little scared right now. I'm sorry. No, I'm no. just like. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> oh man. I thought the Masuda method was one in five twelve. <laughs> you know that Dang. gif of Zach Galifianakis in uh, uh, the Hangover where he's got all that he's like got all the numbers. Yeah, 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 in his yeah, head. yeah. That's literally me every time Casey talks about this Pokemon meta. And yeah. I, I, I want to go on record. I, I want to go on does. record. Yeah, me too. I think it's really yeah. impressive. Para is definitely laughing at me during this segment because he sees <laughs> me just struggling to keep up. Like, yes, good. So, um, yeah, any and anything you wanted to know about the hardcore meta stuff, that's about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. whenever you guys yep. want to know meta stuff, like definitely go to Casey. I'm not yeah. the person for meta. Like, I know a lot about Pokemon. Have not bothered to do the meta. You want to talk about Dota meta? I'm, I'm here for you. <laughs> but what, what's your, that was what's my your Twitter meta. handle? So. People can ask you directly. My Twitter handle is shinyKCD. <laughs> there you go. Oh, There's like a, a shiny one Pokemon. in 4,096 chance to encounter <laughs> on Twitter. Perfect. You use the Masuda method. That's right. Well, this is a perfect chance to segue uh, to a little game that we play here every week on NBC. A little game I like to call the question block. I don't think that is actually a game. Still not a game. Say that okay. Every, every week. I know. So our friend Andrew Knowles from Facebook asks, is a 3D open world Pokemon game what the franchise needs next? I think that the only way to reinvent the franchise and create a new Pokemon experience, uh, I think this is the only way to create uh, reinvent the franchise and create a new Pokemon experience. What do you guys think? 3D open world, is that the jam for the next Pokemon? I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love it. Hmm. I think that'd be cool to see them Shake it up like that. Yeah. God, like a Breath of the Wild style mm-hmm. world where you go you, to any gym you want. Oh man. Get wrecked. Yeah. No. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I would get I would first. I yeah. just want to see Pokemon. So seeing the Pokemon in the overworld and let's go was awesome. Seeing them actually live and interact with the world would be would blow my mind. Mm-hmm. So that's weird because that's what you get with like Detective Pikachu. Yeah. So what I'm most excited for about the Pokemon franchise is them trying these weird one off games and 
delivering on a different perspective mm-hmm. of Pokemon. Pokemon Snap did that too, where you saw yeah. them kind of in their natural. Exactly. Now you're speaking my habitat. language. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. I would so I think, I want another Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I think, same. Their, I think their same. best chance to like grow the series is going to be in these kind of side games like with let's go interesting we get to see different perspectives and yeah. different ways to catch and seeing them in the overworld um because I, I think the thing i worry about them with changing the core series is how they keep it competitive or like what how do they change those formulas to make sure you're still leveling the same way yeah like how they go about changing that um i, I kind of feel like they're going to be hesitant to move away from a sort of league system or mm-hmm. something that's funneling you to some greater purpose of battling. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious to see how they would yeah. offer some flexibility to that. Cause even if it was open world and you get to explore, that's cool. But what's preventing you from getting like the optimum team just the beginning. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's mm-hmm. gotta be some sort of barriers or and boundaries. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also imagining a world where, where, uh, like Breath of the Wild, you can go anywhere and do anything. And Pokemon live in certain climates or yeah. regions. And so, like, you just tear ass out of the beginning and just go straight for the swamp where Bulbasaur lives or whatever, because yeah. mm-hmm. that's where you want to start, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's really cool. Like, that's an, an interesting take in and of itself. Yeah. 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 I don't know if they could do that with the core series. Yeah. So, the, the thing is, when I'm thinking about that, is in Breath of the Wild, there are things that deter you from going there if you're not ready, right? Like, you'll get damp, like, Link can't survive past a certain point yeah that's true like weak. in the heat or, but yeah. what's stopping you as a pokemon trainer like you couldn't i guess battle charizard pokemon? pops out of the volcano and burns you to Charzy death you. <laughs> yeah it's just rude mm-hmm. line of fire you cannot pass um no. moving over to uh email uh our friend andrew writes in and says remember you can email us andrew didn't say this this is for me yeah. you can email us mm-hmm. at uh, nvc at ign.com uh, I'm doing a pretty bad job at looking at the emails for the show uh, of late. I, I draw a lot of questions from Facebook, but this one stuck yep. out to me specifically. So, quick question. How much longer do you think Nintendo is going to support the Wii U console with updates? I own a Switch, but I'm thinking of buying a refurbished Wii U uh, for $160 Canadian. I think they call them loonies up there. Uh, seems like the best way to play Metroid Prime Trilogy, Zelda, and, and uh, games from Nintendo cons- old Nintendo consoles, and it actually has Netflix. Nice. Uh, so I do think that they will stop supporting some of the services, especially like the video viewing services, yeah. because the install base wasn't very big um, for this machine. But, I, but I think like Metroid Prime Trilogy, like you don't have to worry about it. You'll always be able to to play it on that mm-hmm. machine. Plus, they're probably going to bring that to Switch. It's definitely going to come to Switch. So yeah. But the Wii U is also backwards compatible with the Wii. So yeah. it has a lot of different things going for it, especially, um, I know that Switch, you can do this, but you can play handheld, but that is mm-hmm. also a cool thing that the Wii U can do. Mm-hmm. And because it has Netflix on it, you can also watch Netflix on your Wii U and handheld. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you did a lot with your Wii U? I, I, well, <laughs> I shared a living room. We had one TV. Uh, no, so. Well, yeah. That's you can also true. do that but on your phone. I don't know. Bigger. If you really want to yeah. watch it on a, there's other ways. Ah, uh, yes, the way all films whole... were supposed to be seen. I mean, I'm saying phone. if you're already watching it on a smaller, I know, lower resolution kidding. device. I, I mean, I, I, w- I wouldn't worry too much about things getting turned off in the next year, but they're definitely, you know, it's just companies don't like to carry like the the baggage of having to make all these things work on past systems and with online it does take work you know f- services fail after a while um, but you if know, you jump in there and download fail. a bunch of older Nintendo games now, yeah. like I do think that the Wii U is probably the best system to own sort of a back catalog of Nintendo yeah. stuff. Yeah, that'd be nice to have. Yeah, yeah. especially it is, if it's only 160 loonies. Like, get up there and get it. So I think I, also if if you have like a good like chunk of uh, Wii Wii games. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you just want to play your Wii games, that's a good reason to have it too. I yeah, I, I walked into my living room just this week and my table was uh, filled with Wii U games because my kids had broken it out again. Like oh, nice. I would I would still hooked up in the living room. Yeah. Um, and totally forgot about it, but they um, they dug out a whole bunch of old games and people they go playing? back. Nintendo, Nintendo Land, Land all the so time. Good. Nintendo, yeah, Land, Nintendo Land's great. And then Smash. Smash. Smash they were playing. So I think they're sense. getting ready for the new one. Yeah. yeah. That's destroy me. The yeah. Wii U has been broken out yeah. here in the office for the last couple of weeks as people prepare for Smash. Yeah. I, th- I, think um, I still think it's worth getting for some of the games that we haven't seen on Switch, but I do think a lot of those games will come over. Yeah. Uh, moving back to Facebook, uh, our friend Sahar Zahavi asks, how's Thanksgiving? How was it, you guys? How's your Thanksgiving? I was sick and I moved. So So your Thanksgiving sucked. So you stayed here, you traveled, (laughs) you went somewhere. I went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Visit family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is not where you're from, but that's where your family Uh, is? I went to school in Oklahoma. I was born in Oklahoma, raised in Texas, moved out here. There you go. And your family moved back there? 
Um, kind of my twin sister and I both went to school in Oklahoma. She stayed in Oklahoma. My younger sister is now going to school in Oklahoma. Ah. Younger brother and grandparents are in Texas. Okay. Um, parents are on the East Coast, so it's easier for us to Ah, just, uh, just sort of central over. locale. So you all yeah. know all about my family. There cool. Yeah. Great. And I do have to <laughs> say our, our video editor, editor, Kirk Carson, and his wife were in town for Thanksgiving, so they invited uh, my boyfriend and I over for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's It was very sweet. nice to take that's a cool. break from moving to actually that's eat a nice meal. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, I went home and hung out with my parents. It was just the three of us this year. Very small Thanksgiving. It was uh, very low-key. Lo- is it lo- local? Uh, yeah, I live about an hour and a half okay. from San Francisco. Or my parents. Oh, yeah, so, you're from yeah. Modesto. That's right. No, I'm not from, not from <laughs> Modesto. Gross. Uh, sorry to any listeners out there. I confused you with the real George Lucas. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you. That thank was, you. A, it was a it was young George Lucas. Young George Lucas. Uh, yeah, Lucas I got gotcha. you. Yeah, thank um, you. I played uh, quite a bit of uh, Ocarina of Time in my quest to finish that before the oh, end yeah. of the year uh, in honor of its 20th anniversary. Your master and, uh, quest? Uh, no, I'm just playing the standard one. I, I was but, making a stupid pun. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Oh, my master <laughs> quest. Yes, thank you. And uh, I don't care what anybody says. Um, Lord Jabu Jabu's belly is definitely the uh, worst It is the worst the dungeon. Was no, somebody uh, arguing that? Huh? Well, I think the general consensus is that the water temple is the worst one. It is. But actually, it's Jabu Jabu is the worst, yeah. Especially like in the remake. We have a whole episode dedicated to this show. Pear, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I stuck around. We just cooked and hung out with family. What do Germans played, eat on Thanksgiving? Uh, <laughs> Germans don't celebrate it. Well, <laughs> but uh, I did. I did. Sounds like you're lost. So because we always have too much turkey left over, and I, I think turkey is like a bad chicken. Like chicken is always better than turkey. Like How no matter what you do, you. chicken is always better than turkey. It's just that there's a. Turkey's budget chicken. Turkey's it's just a je- very big chicken. Yeah, I'm not here like anymore. The these disparaging food. words. So, it's like you could have ham, but you're gonna have turkey because you're trying to be healthy. Yeah. Turkey lets that's, though. That's what I feel like turkey's dumb. But yeah, we made uh, we made giant we made turkey breast sous vide. Okay, could, like and then uh, fancy boy, and then uh, it was really good, uh-huh. and it was actually manageable. We ate it, and we didn't have to eat leftover turkey for two years, like usually. Happens. No, the best, so. the best part the best of making part a whole leftovers. Thanksgiving turkey on Thanksgiving is that you have a carcass to make soup with after. Yeah, but see, and it's the best soup you'll ever that make. Thinking that turkey is a bad chicken already, I don't want <laughs> to keep on eating turkey stuff. That's fair, right? Pear, it's been really great having you yeah, on the show. You. Um <laughs> But back over on Facebook, Sam Schumacher asks, what Switch games do you think will be announced at the Game Awards? <laughs> oh, nice. I was going to say, I'll return for Christmas to ruin that Thank for you. you. Yeah. Uh, tell me about some weird what? German food you guys eat at Christmas. Oh, no, delicious. the Game Awards are next week. Um, we're expecting more announcements at the Game Awards this year than ever before. Keeley says that this is the biggest year that they've had yet. So, And that's Jeff Keeley. No, no disrespect there. Mm-hmm. But, um, what, um, what do you think is going to happen at the Game Awards for uh, Switch? I think we'll see... We'll probably get... The first Smash DLC character reveal, something okay. like that. I, you know, I would love for there to be a reveal of a new Zelda game. Obviously, I was joking about that. I, I think it's a, it's a little bit uh, early, but I think uh, December is this time where Nintendo likes to slip out some big stuff, and cool. I think you'll see something like a Metroid Prime Trilogy Collection or a Star Fox GP, like one of the rumored games. That was going to be my, uh, that was going to be my guess as well. Either a Metroid Prime Trilogy Collection or. Um this supposed Skyward Sword thing that's not happening. Yep. Yeah, I think something like that is coming uh, as a, and it's going to be one of those things that it's like, and it's available right now, like uh, they yeah. did with um, uh, the Breath of the Wild DLC last year. Mm. So. That would be cool. That yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you? You got anything for us? I just like struck by thinking of a new Zelda game announced already. It's like, dang, mm. it seems too early. soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Nice, I'm still Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I'll play that forever, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like a new Wario game. Yeah. It's just a wishlist thing. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, real nice. I think Easy. they could do that at Game Awards. It'd be like That'd a be good thing to do there. Yeah, yeah. I'd have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda, a Zelda collection for the Switch. What do you want it to be? be nice. What do I want it to be? Um, you want it to be Monster Hunter Mini World Switch. <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter World uh, for the Switch. Mini World for Mini Switch. Mini World. <laughs> it's like it's in it's, the same. It's like Pocket uh, Final Fantasy Pocket Edition. Uh, yeah. Big Head. Yeah, it's a Big Head version of it. I hate nah. that so much. <laughs> No. <laughs> Guys, we're fresh out of time. We talked about uh, Pokemon and uh, all I, the Zelda news and all kinds of stuff. We're we're out. We're done. Know so much about Pokemon now. I know. I didn't, I didn't know. I never knew. Our brains are yeah. are packed with Pokemon That's, information. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. And Pear also yeah, on you. this show. Thanks thank for you. having me too. Thank you. Uh this is good. I'm I I feel like I always do okay right until the end and then I fall apart when I try to do an outro. <laughs> Fine. Guys, uh thank this you. has been a good episode. I've had a real good time. Next week, it's time for Smash. 
That's right. We're going to settle it in Smash. Uh, it's going to be all about the characters getting out there and punching each other and throwing all kinds of fireballs and stuff. Can people beat you up at the IGN event in LA? Uh, in yeah. Smash? I'll be there. I am terrible at Smash, so that's almost guaranteed. So it's uh, look it up. It's called IGN Fan Fest. There may still be some tickets, which are free, available. That's true. Yeah. Um, on the, the LA 7th, area on it December is, 7th. It is the day Smash comes out, but you will be able to play Smash there and um, destroy people like Zach Ryan. It's it's a good thing you don't aren't making people choose between playing Smash and going no. to the event. Yeah, it's yeah. a switch. You bring it. You bring it. Why not both? Perfect. You know. Yeah. Um, next week our whole episode will probably be entirely devoted to Smash. It's going to be the biggest thing uh, on the Nintendo. Well, with Monster the exception Boy. Of, with the exception of Monster Boy, Pear is very very. Adamant Ryan's about playing Monster it too Boy. and likes it too. So why don't why how come I'm not playing? Where's my code Pear? I don't know. Okay. Oh, well, guys, man. stick around next week. We're going to talk about Smash and we're going to talk about where you can. Get the thing. You're a little delayed on that one. <laughs> That's all right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Not a game. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.